So you prepared yourself for the opportunity. What is the opportunity? And if you don't know the opportunity, woe is you. Woe is you for not learning and reading and staying up on the cutting edge of where the marketplace is going. Woe is you if you don't if you don't learn from other people, if you don't use technology as a way to get the kind of information that's going to empower you socially and economically based on the work that you do. Woe is you. And you're responsible for you. So when the marketplace changes, you better have an A plan, you better have a B plan, you better have a C plan, you better have a D plan. You better be able to work those plans based on preparation. He is an incredibly powerful and influential speaker. He is the expert on persuasion and influence. Michael Burnoff. Michael Burnoff. So Michael Burnoff. Please welcome Michael Burnoff. Prepare to have your mind blown. Michael Burnoff. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Average Suck Show. This is welcome to the Average Suck Show. This is Michael Burnoff, and I have an incredible guest today. That is the absolute perfect person for us to talk to and to listen to when it comes to what's going on in the world. I, I don't think anybody listening to this right now knows that the world has not changed dramatically in the last uh, 30 to 40 days here in March and April 2020 with the coronavirus, with the economy shifting, with people being at home and quarantine and everything going on. And I wanted to make certain that we brought somebody on that knew a lot about how to deal with the situation, how to deal with what's going on. And several years ago, I had an incredible opportunity to meet through some great friends, Stedman Graham. And Stedman is world-renowned on leadership, world-renowned on identity and leadership, and really about helping human beings identify who it is they are so they can lead in their own life and make their life work the way they truly wanted to. And I started thinking about people to get on the show and I started thinking about who would be best and I figured everyone right now has to figure out how to lead in their family, lead in their business, in this brand new identity we have of how we live our lives. So with that said, uh, Stedman Graham, my friend and absolute expert in this area of leadership and leadership identity, identity leadership, and I wanted to bring you on the show and super excited that you are here and getting a chance to share with everybody what we do right now with what's going on in the world. World. So welcome, my friend. Can you hear me clear? Yeah, Mike, thank you so much for having me. Um, and uh, I love the uh, opportunity to be able to spend this time with you. I know you do a lot of work to help so many people uh, around the world. And, uh, and so it's great to be on your, your, your radio show here or your, or your podcast here, as we call it. And, uh, and, and you're from Jersey, New Jersey. And that, that's the key, man. I was thinking that? we needed someone. So we talked about prior, like we're like, hey, anything you want to go over, let's just do this Jersey style. So yeah, being from Jersey uh, makes this big. And uh, I'm entering into your realm, man. I got my first book coming out. I know you have a dozen, so you got 11 more than me. So I got a little catching up to do. So uh, let's, let's get started. I mean, I got, I got to ask you some questions because we've went to dinner. We've spent time together. We've spoken on the phone. We've, we've talked to business. We've spoken on the same stages. But I got to ask you, like, you do identity leadership, and I want to get into what that means to everybody here. But I, I got to ask you, you know, what, what part of Jersey did you grow up in? And, like, what was your identity like when, when you were a kid? I mean, how did you identify Stedman Graham as, as a child in Jersey? Well, um, you know, I grew up, New Jersey is a great state. I mean, yep. I love New Jersey. It's a garden state. Most oh, yeah. people just hit, hit Newark and think Newark is New Jersey. <laughs> it's not. 
And uh, I grew up in South Jersey, uh, near Wildwood, New Jersey, where the board That's way down. Is. That's almost AC. Yeah, that's, uh, that's past AC. It's, it's 12 miles from Cape May, uh, which is a beautiful place. I grew up in a beautiful town and county. I uh, grew up in a small town called Whitesboro, New Jersey, okay. uh, where George H. White, who was a family member, uh, started this town. Uh, really? For African Americans, yeah. And, you said he literally uh, started a town for African Americans. He he started the town for African Americans, and he wanted to create a place where African Americans uh, could go, and our family wow. could go to develop our own selves to be away from the Jim Crow laws and all of that segregation, you know, separatism, but, but not equal. Um, and so uh, I was so proud of that. Grew up in a family with uh, two special need brothers and mm. grew up with low self-esteem, lack of confidence in myself. Um, what saved me from all of the anger and rage I had and low self-esteem and lack of confidence was basketball. Uh, basketball got me out, gave me some self-esteem. I was able to play ball in college, play ball in Europe, serving U.S. Army a number of years. Well, let, uh, let me, let me ask traveled you traveled the world a little bit. Let me ask you a question yeah. about this because you brought up a really cool topic right there. So you identified at some point of your life as an angry person, correct? Is that is that tr correct? At some level, pretty much race based, race based, you know, race based anger. I never heard of such a thing, but race -based that makes sense. Anger, yeah. Okay, so yeah. so so you identified as yourself as somebody if they would say something derogatory, something inappropriate, something race based, you lose it, lose your cool, whether it's on the court or something else. How did you transform? out of that because that's like a natural tendency there's a lot of people listening that they're dealing with frustration right now they're dealing with anger different things what was your strategy back then for turning that off because i mean people are home they're with their kids they're doing stuff because there's some there's some crazy stuff happening in the world right now like how did stedman shift out of that to the calmer businessman philanthropist uh incredible human being you are today well uh you know the the opposite of anger is is love mm. and the opposite of negative is positive mm. so how long does it take a person to transform where the foundation of their ex existence is negative to a place where they realize that the, the foundation of your success is positive so we, we're, when people talk about mindfulness and thinking and um and and being conscious you know, there's the conscious versus the unconscious. The unconscious is how I grew up, and it's all the uh, behaviors that I learned, and it's the characteristics that make up who I am, and it's the habits that I, you know, that, that you have as a foundational uh, uh, base for your making decisions and all of that. And so the transformation is always new thinking, new development. As Einstein says, you cannot solve a problem with the same mindset that caused it. So the, the, the difference between the old Stedman and the new Stedman was the fact that I was more educated, learned more, understood the power of love, and understood you know, passion and purpose and identity as a new identity as a way to redefine my existence through the tough times and through the hardships and through the obstacles that I had to overcome based on putting my past with the present circumstances. Present circumstances would be 
defined by my relationship with Oprah. Present circumstances would be I didn't understand the American free enterprise system and how it worked, didn't understand business. Mm. Present circumstances would be that I didn't understand that the process of success was the same for everybody. And so I did have a way to do a comparable analysis between who with the exposure that I had in the marketplace and where I came from to see what was the uh, what, what what was the gap between the two. And so understanding what the gap was allowed me to identify the issues that I had within myself that was causing me to not become as successful as I could be based on my drive, based on my potential, based on my intellect, based on the opportunities that the global market offers us as a society today. I didn't realize that I could access that through knowledge and information and understanding how to take information and make it relevant to the core of who I was every single day and the 24 hours that I had every day, which was the only, the only thing that makes us equal. Everybody has 24 hours. So, so, so I what age? To, I, so I what age? To, what age did you learn this? All of that to understand it. I, I, I got I to ask you this because this is great. I'm loving this. When was this transition? Because this is this is fascinating. I love the way you're thinking. I love your passion. And I got I want to get caught up on who was Stedman building the identity. Then I want to talk about the world and people right now and uh, what we can do to truly make a difference out there. When was this? Because I look back and I don't know if you've said this to yourself. If I knew what I knew now. I could have went so far in sports. I mean, do you think that if you had your confidence you have today, your belief in you, would you have went way farther with everything from basketball to business at a younger age? Would you have, would you have caught on way quicker? I think if I would have understood um, that it's about being conscious of what you can do early on as opposed to falling back into old habits mm. that basically were – a failed approach to my life. I mean, the way I was brought up and what I had to deal with in terms of the pain and trauma, especially with my brothers being teased and having low self-esteem and a lack of confidence and not knowing the American free enterprise system. And even more importantly, Mike, not even understanding the value of education. I was in a failed state. So if you put anger and rage with not knowing how to think and not knowing the process of success and not having a way out, you're in a failed state. You're in a survival state. Got it. And so a state of mind. And so the ability to be able to escape that and begin the journey of putting all of these pieces of the puzzle together, and it's a journey because it takes a long time to transform your life based on understanding what the process looks like. And then you've got to apply that process. You've got to go back to the very beginning to build a foundation for applying that process based on not who you are or who you were, uh, 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 but who you could actually be. Mm. You know, who can you actually be based on a new definition of who you are? So you've got to, have a, you've got to be able to understand your history and your trauma. And, and, and when we talk about identity and we, we talk about understanding who you are, that's an internal issue. That's not going forward. That's going back to understand how to unpeel the onion and how to get to the layer and, 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 and eliminate those layers of pain and anger 
so that you could actually be who you can possibly be based on what is possible for you as a human being. So, so let me ask you this, and I love what you're saying right now. We got this corona things going on. You work with tons of business owners all over the world. You're in technology. You've got, incre- you've got an incredible resume, amazing connections. You're doing everything in the world. The average person out there right now, you, you and I, we're both at home, right? We're both at home. We're in the middle of this crisis, challenge, wherever you, you want to look at it. I'm, I'm not looking at it as a quarantine. I'm looking at it more as electing to stay home to fear for my better, better human being and to do the right thing. My question is, you have people that had an identity 61 days ago. Let's use that. They're a stockbroker. They're a mortgage person. They're like our, our, you know, one of our friends that we both have. We won't get into names. That, that's, in the, that's in the wealth management business, right? And then this occurs. They're not as successful as some of these people. They're starting to churn a new identity or they're a, a gym owner or something. And now they're home. They're becoming a parent at a higher level. They're homeschooling kids. They never had to do that before. How does someone deal with a massive change in identity that's radical, like literally radical, shifted on them in a matter of minutes with a complied governmental overarching issue above it, which is not a bad thing because it's being safe right now. How does a human being and what are you seeing out there in the world or, or hearing about right now is effect to human's identity. They don't want to talk about the long-term ramifications of what's going on and people not being able to be who it is they think they are currently right now. Well, first of all, uh, it's hard to keep up. Hard to to adjust your identity to the changing times. Mm -hmm. Most people are in the unconscious. We talked about the unconscious. The unconscious is... And I wake up in the morning, I wash my face and brush my teeth and get something to eat. I get the kids off school, work all day, come home in the afternoon, spend time with the family, watch TV, go to bed, maybe <laughs> I dream. That's Monday. And they repeat yep. that same process all over. So they're not really thinking about, you know, uh, what's, what's going on with technology and the world is changing and Uber and, you know, all these things that are happening, Amazon.com that disrupt the, the normal uh, process of, of living and, and, and surviving. And so until you do that, you basically go back to your unconscious state of mind, which is I'm relaxed, I'm comfortable, you know, I'll get my paycheck until you don't get your paycheck. Yes. Until you're released from your job, until there's a pandemic and all of a sudden now, oh, wow, I forgot about me. Mm. I'm giving everything away to everybody else. What about me? Have I prepared myself for what's happening now? I've had prepared myself for the obstacles that I'm going to be dealing with. And so what does preparing yourself mean? Well, success is when preparation meets opportunity. We have the opportunity. Couldn't have a better opportunity than now the global marketplace because you have access to technology. But I'm not using technology as a way to do what? As a way to communicate, as a way to do business, as a way to create create opportunity. So this is now a wake-up call to say, I got to begin to use technology as a way to deliver my messages, as a way to communicate. I do that with the iPhone and all of those things to communicate to other people, and I'm sending emails that don't mean a whole lot. But now I got to really develop a meaningful and purposeful life, and I got to be able to tie this to a social economic uh, 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 program and plan. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to take care of myself economically 
I'm not going to have a legacy based on my family. So the game has changed. It's been changing all the time, but it hasn't got my attention because I keep going back to the old way of living. Thus, we keep going back to the old way of learning. You know, we memorize in school, yep. we take tests, we repeat the information back, we get labeled with a grade, two weeks later, we forget the information. doesn't work anymore. So now the game has changed, everything has changed, and now we have to go back to what skills do I need in order to survive through any situation. So, I, you know, so I've been teaching this for a long time, and I teach identity leadership. Identity leadership is based on the philosophy that you cannot lead anybody else until you first lead yourself. So, so let me, let me ask and, you about identity leadership. So you, you got, this is great. Like I'm, I'm, I want to catch you right in the flow. I feel like I'm in front of a, I got a fire hydrant in front of me. I got water flowing and I want to catch you right as the water's coming out. So you got a guy at home that worked at, let's just say Wells Fargo or, was or, a, gal. or a gal. Or a gal. Yeah. I was about, I was about, I was about to give her a job too. Okay. Or you got a gal that is a big time real estate agent, or you got a, who can't really sell houses right now. Or you've got a young kid that was going to college and um, now is home or about to graduate, or they just, they're about to graduate, right? And they had all these plans of what they were going to do. You have the young kid that was about to graduate from college that's about to move forward in their life can't. You've got the lady who's the real estate who's crushing it out there, showing everybody what's up. You've got the guy that works at Wells Fargo as a banker, and they, they had it going on. And now they're home. And they've got a lot of uncertainty of what's happening. How do they tolerate their current identity when your identity is put on hold? Well, you want to be able to repurpose uh, and not throw the baby out of the bathtub, not throw the water out of the bathtub with the baby. Okay. And a baby out of the bathtub with the water. So what you have to do is you got to be able to, um, you know, repurpose, uh, your intention, repurpose your vision, repurpose who you are, and utilize the skills that you have and create a process that can be customized for your existence. Now, understand this. The process in place or the average process that's in place is not relevant to who you are. It's only relevant to a worker system. And that means that we want you, we are preparing you for working. We're not preparing you, the world's not preparing you for uh, self-actualization. The world's not preparing, preparing you for self-empowerment. The world's not in, 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 in preparing you for self-efficacy. It's not, it's not interested in that. It's preparing you so I can utilize you and control you and control your existence for my benefit. Oh, this is good. That represents about 1% of the people. So now you say, you know what? I relied on you all these years, and you failed me, and the system failed me, and I've lost my job. And I'm not relevant anymore to anybody. Well, you really weren't ever relevant except to serve somebody else. And now you realize you have to begin to serve yourself. You've got to brand yourself. You've got to organize your own customized system for success, regardless of what it is, and then take those skills that you talked about and make those skills relevant to a diversified income stream, which means you've got to look at all of the ways that you can create you know, economic development. So you, you so said, go, go ahead. Go ahead. 
you, you said something interesting. I'm loving these words, and, and, and forgive me the, the cutoff here. You mentioned that we're being utilized by a system. So if I'm hearing you correctly, identif- identity leadership has a lot to do with you as a person, not that can be transferred outside of a current circumstance. Am I correct? So leadership as a human, not just within a set system or company or rules. Is this correct? Yeah, leadership basically is, you know, it's, it's a title. It's not really tied. Sometimes it's not tied to your authenticity and who you are as a person. So what you're doing really isn't real. It's just perfunctory. You're just, you're just going through the motions, perfunctory. So your ability to be able to really lead yourself, you know, first, and then build everything around you allows you to now develop a process that's meaningful, purposeful, and it makes you happy. So no matter what circumstances you, 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 you have that will face you, no matter what obstacles come in your way, whatever it is, you'll still have the same process for success based on who you are. You'll be able to tweak it a little bit, and now I have to go online more, you have to go online more, everybody has to go online more because we have to look for ways to communicate, and we have to look for ways to diversify our uh, uh, income streams based on uh, technology. So technology is going to be at the forefront. Well, you know, we've had to change that around because things change, but we can change that because we're focused on things that we love, that we're focused on our passion. We organize our talents around that. We're able to be consistent in that. It has changed, but we haven't changed our authenticity. We're still working on ourselves every single day and developing a process, continuous improvement around that despite the changes that we have to go through. So, so basically... This is really, really fascinating. So basically what a human being, people that are dealing with right now, if you were a true leader based on identity leadership and you identified with yourself as a leader within the system, within your company, within your family, within your life, within your soul, with your creator, whatever it is, and this occurrence happens, corona, something else, the, your childhood angst, everything that we've dealt with as, as a person, you just transfer the leadership from one agenda to another. That's the type of leadership you're talking about, correct? True, genuine leadership. I'm talking about Mm. self-mastery, self-development. Work on yourself to figure out how you're going to have more control over your environment. That's what this is saying to us, that you need to have more control. This is the you economy over your livelihood, over your legacy, over your opportunities, based on what you do well. And if you have to retool it, retool it, and retool it based on a technological foundation that allows us to reach people all over the world. So it it makes us even, we should even get better at it if we're focusing on those things that make us happy because we have more tools of that. We have our own distribution network now. Mm. we have our own way to reach people all over the world. And we've had it for probably 10 years now to be able to organize a product, a program, use e-commerce to do that. Welcome to the world, amazon.com. Okay. Based on what new ideas, new innovation and new thinking. Again, I go back to what Einstein said, which is what I love. You cannot solve a problem with the, with the same mindset that caused it, you need new learning, new books, 
new opportunities, and you got to start with you reading information that allows you to be in the present and not in the past. So the transformation for everybody is going to be, how do I become relevant to the 21st century based on who I am and what I can do? What is possible for me, and how do I look at the glass half full as opposed to half empty? Half empty is going back to the foundation of your existence, which is negative, right? That's your unconscious. What's possible for me is going back to where the marketplace is going. That's in your present. That's called mindfulness. So to be mindful of what you can do as opposed to what you can't do is the difference between failure and success. Got it. So, so let me ask you this. This is, this is, this is big. So as soon as this thing went down, where, where were you when you first heard that this whole crisis was happening? Like, like what was your first memory of it or thought of it when you first started hearing about this whole Corona thing going on? Well, I had a couple of speaking engagements I had to do. And, and the last one was in uh, uh, Missouri. Okay. And, and you, you were flying there. back? And I was, I was there when it was happening, but there was no, you know, there was no instruction around it. So once so you got the instruction. It, but but there, was no, there was no social distancing got it. around it. What was your reaction you when know, you first got the when you first got the rules from your governor and everything? What what was your reaction when you first got that? Because that's a big hit to someone like you and me that travels. We're on planes. We we make our we we change the world and we have our livelihood around travel and events and different things. And they closed it all down. What was your initial reaction? I'd love I'd love to hear like what Stedman Graham how he reacted when he was told you can't go play basketball anymore. But in this case, it's not you can't play basketball. It's you can't go do what you love and you can't go change the world the way you were doing it. But, what was your reaction? But I can, do what, I can do what I love. I mean, I'm passionate about my work. I'm passionate about the work I've done throughout the years. It's not going to change. We were always, I felt like we were always on the cutting edge. I developed a technology company a year ago because mm-hmm. we know we wanted to go online. Now we have to go online, okay? So now we have to speed that up a little bit, and we are working on that every single day. But my passion and my dedication to my work is forever. It's never going to change. So you're telling me it's it's who it is you are cannot change. And this is what I'm loving you here because I'm using your example to to dissect something that we did as well. I mean, I went through like a minute of like, oh, crap, what do we do to, okay, we just do it a different way. You literally are using this time to speed up a timeline and agenda that you were going to do anyway. So literally nothing in your identity has changed because you know who you really are. I'm not changing. I'm not changing what I do. I'm changing how I do it. Mm. And so I want to become more relevant to the world based on what I'm passionate about. Cause I'm going to die with my passion. But in building this, you know, I realized I'm, I'm building for the future. I'm building something that's on the cutting edge. I'm not building something that's outdated. I'm not creating eight track tapes. <laughs> I'm not creating cassette tapes. Got it. You know, I understand enough about learning in the future and I make it my business to, to read and learn as much as I can based on where the marketplace is going. You know, like Wayne Gretzky said one time, he said, what, you know, the answer to that, you know, yep. find out where the, is, is where the puck is going to be. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm going to hit to where it's going to be, not where it is. Yep. So vision, vision and the nine step success process, which is what the identity leadership is based on 
it's based on nine steps. The second step is you got to have a vision. So once you understand who you are, you got to have a vision of where you want to go. And then you got to have a plan on how you're going to get there, how you're going to execute that. You got to build a value system around that. You got to overcome the obstacles and you got to build a dream team around that. Step seven. Step eight, you got to understand how to take information and make it relevant to who you are, transfer it to your mind so you can be a thinking human being and then transfer that to the American Free Enterprise System or the global market. The last step is commit to your vision that you're staying on track despite the fact that you have all these external things. This is an internal process of creating building and designing your future based on what you love, what you care about, what talents you have, what abilities you have, and what skills you have. That's internal. If you live on the external world where you're defined by everything around your house, car, money, you know, job, religion, race, entitlements, you know, gender, all those things, those are external things that are that you're defined by based on how the world sees you and how the world wants to control you. It has nothing to do with who you are. They control you externally. What you have to be able to do is control yourself. So, so I guess, I guess the, big, the big question we ask is, and I ask you because this, this is fascinating, is that you're telling me if this whole thing's an inside job, and I'm the, the foremost belief that everything in life is, Bottom line is everything that's going on right now allows people to get what they want quicker. It's just you can't do it in the way you were going to do it, correct? My man, Mike, you got it. I mean, I'm hearing you. The process is taking control of your own development. Stop letting people define you by the outside world and put you in a box. Stop letting them put you in a box and confining your ability to be able to learn, to create, to design and to build. And once you reverse that process, you got to reverse the learning process. The learning process, you got to make everything relevant to you as opposed to giving everything away for everybody else. And in the end, you have nothing for yourself. You have no more in the end than you had in the beginning because you haven't built anything for you. Mm. You can't give what you don't have. So if you haven't built anything, you can't really give anything because you are giving everything away and you have nothing in, in the, in the end, in the first place, you have no more in the end than when you started. Cause you haven't, you've never started working on yourself. Well, I, I gotta ask, I gotta ask you this cause this is so fascinating. You have such a vast, um, vast understanding of human nature and a vast protocol that you've used this identity leadership with. Um, you, you spent years working in the prison system. I know that my, we were a friend, Andre, that we, we reconnected even through that. I've, I've known Andre a while now, and you've been around the prison system. How do you, as strange as this question is, how do you parallel a human being that is in the prison system in a box with an identity, with a human being that is in the, I'd say the free world that li- does not live in a cell, that also confines themselves to their identity. How has that parallel showed up in your, in your understanding? I'm, I'm certain you've put those things together before. What is the parallel you've seen between somebody in the box in life and somebody in the box physically when they're contained? Well, mentally, probably they're still, they're both slaves. Okay. Talk, you know, talk to me about that. I yeah. want to go deep. I want to go deep with that because I, yeah. I see movies like V for Vendetta and stuff like that. And I see you're captured, you're captured. You think you are, but the door is open. 
for certain people's lives. So how are, how are both human beings slaves when somebody's got a job or they got a business, they got kids, family, they're not living the way they want to live. Um, how do you talk to me about this? I go, go on a rant. I, I want to, I want to hear uh, Stedman's perception of this. Cause, and, and also if you want to give everyone the background, you're under your background of the prison systems and what you've done. I'd love to, I'd love to share that with our listener. Well, both, both are slaves because both don't know who they are. Mm. So, and both of them have the same process for trying to get, uh, to make a living. You know, one makes a living through a job and work. The others make a living by maybe doing drugs or stealing or whatever the case may be. Mm. Uh, one's focused on maybe trying to do things that are, are right. The other folks focus on what they learn in, you know, in their environment, which is to do things that are wrong. You know, both could be negative. One could be a higher degree of negativity. The other could be, you know, somewhat positive, but also somewhat negative. And so uh, both are looking for freedom. And both are looking for a lot of times money to be able to free themselves and make as much money as I can. How do I do that? Both, you know, both are, you know, in job situation, drug dealers are out there, you know, working hard every day, trying to sell drugs and trying to create a transaction. He's doing it selling drugs. You know, the other is making a different product. So the process of success, again, um, is the same, but it starts with really uh, understanding how to find out who you are based on the most powerful word in the world, which is love. Mm. And the, 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 the guy that's in prison or the woman that's in prison, they're not focused on loving themselves. They're focusing probably on the negativity of how they grew up, the environment of how they grew up. They're, they're probably mimicking other people that they watched. Uh, they're probably in the gangland culture, listening to that. That also has an economic system to them. So it really is about, you know, being able to find out, um, who you are and how you fit into the world that you live in every single day and how that world can help serve your needs based on your possibilities as a person. Once you explain that, then you get a choice. You can choose this world, you can choose this world over here. You can choose, you know, uh, this, you know, life, or you can choose that life, but you know, there are choices and we make choices every single day. So, if you don't know that, if you're not present of, of that, I mean, if you don't have the consciousness for that, you go back to mimicking what you, um, what you learn and you really never take charge of your own development because you don't know how. So you're saying most people, their identity doesn't come from something they chose. It comes from their environment? The environment, what they were taught, they're called parents. You've been in that household for 18 years doing yep. what? Listening to what? Yep. Where's the negativity come from in your life? Where's the anger come, come from in your life? Where, where, what do you mimic? You're making, mimicking the yelling, the screaming, the howling. Okay, can you get something done that way? I, I don't think so. Okay, because when you yell and you, you're negative, people shut down. They don't want to hear that. So your ability to learn how to effectively communicate to people and connect to people, there's a process for that. So there's a process for every single thing that you do. So the ability to be able to understand who you are is working through all of that, you know, to figure out who are you, 
What makes you happy? How do I self-actualize my potential as a human being? How do I become my vision? How do I create a process for planning and executing? That's why I put this into a nine-step success process because I wanted people to understand the process of how it works. Uh, you know, w when you have a positive identity, when you have a vision for yourself, when you can execute it, when you can organize information around you, this is what I learned. And you can eliminate all the labels that allow you to be programmed based on uh, what you were taught. It's so, really taking control of your own existence based on what's possible for you and even more possible for you in the, in the world that we live in today. Wow. So the way you, reason you keep on saying technology is this is something that you have written in a book. You got a brand new, you got a book coming, you got a book out about this, which is fantastic. And I'd love to you to share with everybody how they can get access to that as well. And I'd love also to hear how does the technology work? Cause I know you work with corporations and prisons and, you know, governmental agencies and everything. When you keep on using the word technology, how do you use technology to share this resource with people because typically it was seminars and books you know how are you using technology to to share your message of this identity leadership well i've used technology as a way to build courses as a way to disseminate the content of the book through ebooks e uh, use technology as a way now to do virtual training probably a lot more uh, to do webinars uh, mm -hmm. to be able to develop and align uh, with other uh, technological vendors to be able to cut and paste content. Um, you know, I've got a number of books, so I'm able to use technology as a way to deliver those messages, uh, brand those messages, put out the messages itself, make that scalable in the marketplace, look at different cultures and different organizations around the world that will need the same content to be able to uh, get them to understand, you know, who they are and to focus on building good leadership skills. And so the beauty of that, if you have something that you can sell or a product that works, and I happen to be in the people business, the human development business, I can, I can work with people to try and transform their lives based on my own personal and professional experience. So I get to tell the story. I get to be the messenger for that. And technology is a way to help me now build my own distribution network, right? Which normally I was building through live appearances and just like you, you know, speaking mm -hmm. and going around the world and talking to people, you know, uh, uh, live. Now you might be able to do that, but you have an additional way to reach people. You know, you, you've got technology as a way to Zoom folks in. You've got a technology as a way to, you know, put people on a, on a webinar for 1,000 people or 2,000 people, whatever the case may be. So that, that's just a different way of thinking and making things relevant to your, your development based on who you are and who you want to become. What's interesting about this, I myself, and I, I consider myself a very flexible person. One of the pillars that we believe in our leadership programs is flexibility, the ability to be flexible. And here I am for years, not saying I'm avoiding technology, but doing my events live because I think there's more of an impact. And I guess a lot of the question comes down to people. And once this whole thing went down, I started doing a lot of Zooms. I started doing them almost every five, five a day. I started being asked to speak on everybody's groups, different types of things. 
And a lot of it, I, I think, comes down to like numbers and stuff. I, you, you may have more impact in front of 25 people live and getting to know them, but how does that compare to being able to share what you do like you're doing digitally or Zoom out with 25,000 people or 100,000 people or a million people? So I guess it really, we as human beings need to understand like how tight we're making, woven and we're making our identity. Because I identified as a guy that did my best work on stage. Now I'm identifying as a guy that does my best work helping people. And it doesn't really matter the median. And I believe that that's a, after hearing what you're saying, I'm running your, your nine steps through my own life and I'm recognizing, yeah, now it's time to, to build a dream team around that sees that vision. Yeah, so you have the ability to be able to communicate. You're the leader, what we call the identity leader, right? Mm-hmm. And you represent, you know, what you represent and you've worked these, all of these years to be able to be in a position where you can hold an audience for an hour or two hours or four hours or all day. Yep. That's a skill. And so now, how do you, you, you couldn't have a greater opportunity than today to be able to disseminate that message. So many years you worked on that to prepare yourself, success is when preparation meets opportunity, for the opportunity. So you prepared yourself for the opportunity. What is the opportunity? And if you don't know the opportunity, what was you? What was you for not learning and reading and staying up on the cutting edge of where the marketplace is going? What was you if you don't have any, uh, any more innovation and more creative ideas than you have? What was you if you, don't, if you don't learn from other people, if you don't use technology as a way to get the kind of information that's going to empower you socially and economically based on the work that you do? What was you? And you're responsible for you. So when the marketplace changes, you better have an A plan, you better have a B plan, you better have a C plan, you better have a D plan. And you, be, you better be able to work those plans based on preparation. You know, and we, we play ball. Both of us are, both of us are ball yep. players. We play yep. ball. If, the, if, if this doesn't work, you better go to your B plan. Exactly. If this doesn't work, you better go to your C plan. You better call the coach and say, Coach, we need a different plan. This is not working. This zone is not working. We need to change up. It is no different than that today. You need to be flexible enough to change. Yes, we play basketball. Yes, we have a purpose. Yes, we have some skills. But you better be able to what? You better be able to be flexible. You got to work on those skills. You got to constantly retool yourself. You got to constantly re-engage yourself. You got to constantly know what the what 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 marketplace you're in. You got to be able to be a learner and a self-directed learner, a lifelong learner, so you can stay on the cutting edge. That's the message that, regardless of what is happening to us today with this pandemic, that's going to be the message, and that is relevant to every single person who's in the house today. What are you working on to ensure that you can prepare yourself for the future world? Do you even know what that's going to look like? Mm. Well, let, let me ask you this, Stedman, because this is big. You're sitting there. You're in, you're in your quarantine, your home. You're still building business. We're talking here. You're doing Zooms. You're, you're changing things. And uh, two things I want to know. One is, what are three things that you're doing on a regular basis or a book you're reading, things you're doing, habits you have that you are absolutely honing in and doing right now while you're in your place? Like, what, what are you doing right now? You're, you're in a California house right now? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the marketplace is going to be. What's the strategy for that? What the future is going to look like. Where are the, where are the biggest markets? 
Health, oh, big market. Mm. Technology, oh, big market. Mm. Education, oh, big market. Entrepreneurship, oh, big market. Oh, business, oh, big market. You know, so where, where, are the, where are the markets that are big right now? Product development, big market. So that's one. Secondly, I'm trying to um, get as much information from experts and other people about what they think. So my phone calls aren't just, you know, hey, how you doing? I mean, yeah, I'm doing some of that. But my phone calls are, what do you think about the marketplace? Where is it going? What do you think about the publishing industry? Just got off with another day today. What do you think about the publishing industry? Where is it going? Tell me where it's going. What's happening in Spain now? What's happening in China now? What's happening with all these other places in the publishing industry? So I'm trying to learn some information because I sell books. Okay, I write books. And the other thing I'm trying to do is, is figure out from technology people exactly how this should be set up. What, is, what should it look like? How many components of technology do you need? A big word is leverage. How are you able to leverage what you already have to get to the next level so you can leverage that to get to the next level? So what does all of that look like? And then how do you put all of this together around the work that you're doing so it makes sense so you have a plan? If you don't have a plan, like somebody said to, to, to somebody else one time, don't talk to me. Where's your plan? What's it look like? And how do you pull all of that together? regardless of what's happening, and do you have the time? The thing about what we have now is time. So we have the time to do one thing, which is focus. Whatever you focus on expands. So your ability to understand what you should be working on when you have the time, and you should be working on that when you have a little bit of time and sometimes when you don't have any time. But the process is the same. You're working on what's relevant to you, who you are, what you love, what you're passionate about, um, you know, what makes you happy, all those things that you tie that into something that is marketable for yourself, and you're the driver for that. And the reason you do that is so that you don't quit when things get tough, so that you are a lifelong learner, so that you can organize information that's relevant to that, and so you can build on that continuously. Success of a brand branding, and you know branding. Branding is success over a long period of time, not a short period of time. It's not do something short short term. It's doing something long term. It's consistency over time builds a strong brand. It's depth. It's not range. Advertising is range. Branding is depth. Got it. So so basically, what you're doing right now is you're making a list of six things that you know they're going to be hot that you can tell. You're asking people about it, and you're driving down deep, correct? I need confirmation. I need to focus on where I'm going, not where I am. Got it. I'm not concerned about where you are. I know where I am. I'm, I'm in the house. <laughs> I'm not concerned about where I am. I'm concerned about where I'm going to be. I love it. So you're spending all your effort on where you want to go. I love that. That is, that is probably the best. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life, Stephen. You got me laughing right now. Literally, I know where I'm at. I'm in the house, right? And uh, I don't need to worry about that. I got to figure out where I'm going. So what are, what are some big plans coming up for you? What are, what are some big things over the next couple of years? Where, where do we see Stedman? Well, I'm teaching identity leadership, you know, to whoever I can. And I'm trying to, again, I'm grassroots. 
So I work in schools, I work in colleges, community colleges, organizations, I work for corporate America, you know. So basically, I'm trying to create systems and programs that allow me to sustain my message over a long period of time. It takes a lot of planning for that. You know, it takes a lot of development for that. So uh, leadership, to me, I mean, it took me all these years to realize leadership is everything. So, you know, either you're going to be a leader or you're going to be a follower. In today's world, we need more, we need more leaders. What's your definition of leadership? Well, the definition uh, that they talk about is leadership is influence. Uh, and I, I would say leadership is really understanding who you are and being able to find out what your purpose is in life and work on that. And then what will happen is, is that people follow you based on um, your expertise. Uh, followers are always looking for leaders, and leaders are not looking for followers. Leaders are always looking for other leaders. So leader, leaders are experts in their field. They're the authority of their industry. And that's what people aspire to. They're looking for somebody smarter than them that knows where they're going and how they're going to get there. I love it. I love it. Now, how, do, how does somebody, how does someone listening to this right now, they, they run a school, they're, they're a human being that wants to learn about this. How does somebody get a hold of you and find out about identity leadership and how they can use that in their life, get a hold of you, your books, anything? What's, what's the best way? Well, they can go to stedmangram.com. I mean, that's kind of where my base is. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, that's it. I love it. I love it. So bottom line, Stephen, this is incredible. I really got a great opportunity to connect today. I picked up a lot of nuggets myself. I mean, literally, I will never forget that metaphor of, you know, I know where I'm at. Uh, why would I bother knowing where I'm at when I know where I need to go? And, um, I, I will tell you that, uh, People need this message and they need it more than ever. And I want to appreciate you taking the time out of your crazy schedule, even though it's not a travel schedule anymore. It's a, it's a serving and helping schedule. Is there any other thoughts or anything else? If like there was a final word that somebody was going to hear from Stedman Graham today that was going to change their life, is there any one last thought that you wanted to share with, with everybody if the parting words? Well, I would say this, and I always have said this, you're not your, you're, you're not your circumstances, you are your possibilities. It's not what you can't do is what you can do. And if you just ask yourself, what can I do today? What can I do today? As opposed to what can I do today? Then that's going to take you to a whole nother level. I love it. I love it. I'm writing that one down. I'm actually typing that one up. I love it. I love it. I love it. I appreciate your time. Thank you, my friend. And uh, again, guys, check out steppinggram.com. Check out what he's got going on. Go grab his book. And uh, thank you, my man. And I look forward to talking to you in different circumstances. Pick up this interview on how all of the world shifted after everything that happened here. It's going to be exciting listening to, I've been saying to everybody right now that the, we're all going to be judged on what we do for the next 90 days. And I'm excited to see what everybody winds up doing. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, my friend. Great Take job. care. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Well, thanks for joining us for the Average Suck Show. And the big question people ask is like, Michael, what is next? And the answer is simple. Get Average Sucks, my brand new book. And the reason why I want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself, why am I holding back? Why am I not getting what I want? I know I'm capable of more. This book answers 
all of that and more. So go to averagesucks.com, check out all the other stuff on the page, got a bunch of bonuses for you. Get the book, read the book, and most importantly, follow the instructions. They're very simple. You'll finish this little book in, uh, in a couple hours, real easy to read, and it's gonna start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world. So averagesucks.com and catch us on the next Average Sucks Show.